Alright, welcome everyone to uh, the Average Joe's podcast. This is the Michigan Dodgeball Cup preview. My name's Kevin Bailey. I'm the captain for Grand Valley State. I'm Colin O'Brien. I'm one of the captains for Michigan State. I'm Jacob Lesky, just a normal player for Central. (laughs) I'm Felix Peroni, president of the NCDA. So, are you guys excited for the MDC? Oh, yeah. Uh, Like always... um, we have access to the gym at 10, so the first game will be at 10.30. And we've done the uh, the type of schedule to reflect um, the suggestions for nationals. So we're building in, you know, space for overtimes and, you know, how it runs late. So, so first of all, I'll just name off the teams in this tournament. It's going to be number one, Central Michigan, uh, and they're 15-3 and three right now. Number two, Grand Valley State, 13-4 and four overall. Uh, and then number three, Michigan State, and they're 15-5, and five, I believe. Yep. Uh, and then lastly, number six, Saginaw Valley State, and they're 8-9. and nine. Uh, So I guess we can start by doing just a brief team-by-team preview. Uh, we'll start at the top, Central Michigan. Jake, do you have anything, I guess, you want to say about your team first before we talk bad about them? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think the team's doing well. I mean, obviously they're happy to be in first. I think they're uh, we're a little upset about the loss to Michigan State, but yep. it happened a few weeks ago. But went into overtime. If you can take them to overtime, that still means you play decently well, unless you're playing someone like Akron. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's it, we're doing well. I mean, there's there's some injuries that guys are trying to take care of, but thankfully there's been a three week break, and uh, yeah, we're just. It'd be I don't I think the last time we've won the NBC's been at least two thousand ten. Two thousand ten, yeah. So yeah. it'd be kinda nice to uh change that. Yep. Uh yeah. Very confident going in, very confident. Good to hear. Colin or Felix, do you guys have any have any uh comments on them? Uh I think just from what I saw two weeks ago, um you know, it's, it's it's the same central team that's pretty much been together now for almost two years. I don't think they're going to throw any tricks at you. I think it's just going to be, you know, you know what players are throwing, you know what players can catch, which is pretty much everyone, and you know which ones are a little hot-headed. <laughs> <laughs> One in But that's our problem. That's our problem, yeah. We let, we let people get in our heads, but we also like to uh, try and get other people's heads too. But it also makes us very inconsistent, which is frustrating. I'm really excited to see the results of this. Um, I was talking with Nick Johnson from WKU about it, and he was asking me about the rankings and the uh, about everybody in Michigan being in the top six, I guess. And I pulled up the, the data from this year, and it looks like CMU, their losses have been one to GV and twice to MSU. GV has lost twice to MSU and twice to CMU, and Michigan State has lost three times to GV and Central Michigan twice. So everybody has beaten everybody, which is awesome, and I'm very excited to see the results of this. Unfortunately, I can't be there, but... I think even just the rankings from the weekend of the first CMU tournament to after the second one. I was talking with Zajac before Zig posted it, and I said, all right, here's what I think is going to happen. I think we'll end up being in first this week and then immediately get knocked off after next week. Yeah. Sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So I just think it shows how, how t- close uh, the top three is, really. Yeah. And you can't – got to give credit to Saginaw. I mean, they've taken yeah. both Grand Valley and State to overtime. I know Grand Valley twice, right, Kevin? Yeah, twice. I said, as I said in, in, in our, my recap article, if it wasn't for Tony making that catch, I don't know if we, you know, pull off that point. Obviously, I feel confident in myself, but, you know, if they go up 2-0, who knows what happens in that game. They might, you know, who knows what happens in the second half, so. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, we're kind of getting off topic. We'll go. <laughs> we'll get We'll get to Saginaw eventually. Uh, so... Any last thoughts on Central? I think that probably going into this, they should be the favorites. And I mentioned to you guys that uh, before we started this, that I think that the uh, standings are correct right now, that they should be ranked number one based off their record. And I guess they're just uh, what they've done this year in terms of beating Michigan State and Grand Valley uh, multiple times each. 
So I'd say that they're probably the favorites in terms of their like record right now and just how much experience they have overall. I mean, yeah, I would, yeah, I would completely agree. I just think there's, we have the most returners, we have the most experience. There's no, we should be the favorites. If we don't win, it's our own fault. Cool. Anyone else got any last comments on Central before we move on? I think we're good. All right, cool. We'll move on to uh, Grand Valley, ranked number two right now. And I think we, what we do, jump from like three to two after that last tournament. After, like Colin said, MSU dropped from one to three. Uh, you guys stayed at two. Oh, we stayed at two. Okay. Yes. Central, Central went from third, third to first. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, so yeah, who's got anything to say about Grand Valley? I can talk about them forever if I wanted. To, <laughs> uh, I'm interested to see how your new assistant captain does in the leadership role. That'll be the first time. Yeah, uh, I'm seeing it. So uh, I'll say that. Yeah, assist, our new assistant captain is Ben Tubergen. He's a sophomore. He's actually the first sophomore in the history of Grand Valley Dodgeball to be elected assistant captain, which is a fun fact, I guess. Uh, but <laughs> At the first tournament that he was assistant captain, he kind of saved us against Saginaw Valley in the first half. Uh, got, like, three of their top players out in, like, a 30-second span to end the half to seal that point for us. So, so far he's been stepping up as a, as assistant captain. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested to see how much um, – I mean, it's, it's no secret that your team's super young. So I'm interested to see – if this Tubergen guy, whatever the hell his name is, um, can step it up. Tubergen, Tubergen, I don't know, um, can step it up. Yeah, I mean, this is a big stage. So. Sure. Other than that, you know, just also for me, seeing the debut of uh, the new coach. Yeah, that's true. We do uh, have a, a coach officially now. All the paperwork's finished, so. Uh <laughs> We'll see if he brings out the khakis like Jim Harbaugh would have or not. I don't know if he's going to do that or not. I think it would be good luck for us, though. So. Kevin, my big question is, is my thing, the big key for you guys, if you get out, let's say if you get out early, okay, is your team, as young as they are, going to be able to really withstand some of the firepower from even all three other Michigan teams? That's my big question. Yeah, I think that even if I get out, we're a way more experienced team now than we were Back in November, the last time we played Michigan State and Central Michigan. Uh, so, yeah, I think that they'll be fine even if that happens. We have a bunch of freshmen that are, like, twice as good now as they were, you know, during the fall semester. Uh, we actually have one guy that came back from an ACL injury. Ooh, I saw and that, yeah. He, uh, yeah, he heard it during tryouts, and he decided to stay on the team. And now he's playing. He still has to wear a knee brace, but he's playing. So he had a scary be... moment at our, our tournament. Yeah, yeah. He he said that it was fine still, and he's been practicing since then. So yeah, that was scary though. He he like went down and he was grabbing his knee, but he said it was fine. So I was yeah, I think that I was in the think... stands and his mom was freaking out. I'm like, relax. <laughs> oh yeah, I bet she was. Yeah, because he had surgery on it, uh, like the start of October maybe. So it hasn't even been that long, and he already recovered enough to where he was playing again. So, But, yeah, I think our young guys will step up. I don't think that it will be that much of an issue. We aren't as top-heavy as we were during, like, that first tournament. I remember the first tournament of the year I was throwing, like, every other throw for our team, and now uh, we're, we're way less top-heavy. I think we're a more balanced team. Anyway, uh, we can move on to Michigan State now. If anyone else has something to say about Grand Valley, go ahead. Move on. No. All right, cool. Michigan State, ranked number three, was number one for a little bit there. Uh, Colin, you can start us off for your team. You guys, the last time you played, you got wins against Central and Saginaw in that tournament, right? Correct. Uh, I think that tournament was characterized uh, from the start we were terrible, and I think everything just went wrong. Uh, and historically, before this season, I think, uh, we would have gone 0-2 in that tournament uh, because that's just kind of how, as a program, we kind of reacted to things. And so I think that was a testament to where we are now that 
were playing poorly, but we were able to flip it around and, and play like we know we could. Um, even at the start of Central game, the first point Central dominated, and I think for us to rebound and end up pushing overtime and getting the win shows that uh, we're a better mental state now as a, as a team. Yeah, I 100% agree. Uh, the one main thing for you guys is that you seem to be way more like resilient as a team this year compared to in the past where any clutch situation it seemed like you guys would lose uh, that game. Uh, and then this year you guys have really like any tough situation it seems like you guys are coming up clutch and finishing out points when it matters. I agree. I had the uh, <laughs> pleasure I've had the pleasure of playing with Mission State even though they don't like to tell me when they don't have practices. But uh, <laughs> I show up and no one's there. But uh, <laughs> they, uh, their team dynamics in increase, like team chemistry. That's the one thing a lot of people give about Central that we have is we have really good team chemistry. In the years before we got good, we had none. So I think their chemistry has improved tenfold since last since the last two years. Uh, Michigan State is still the only school I've seen from the state um, to play a full game. Just this year, Ohio State hasn't played anybody else this year. Mm -hmm. um, but the team you, you dynamic, can't blame them, Felix. You guys are scared. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not so much that. It's um, I think it's laziness. We don't want to travel right now. Take <laughs> it all for the end, which Bowling Green's only two hours away. Anyways, that's a completely different topic. I am very interested <laughs> in the of Michigan State just because I know that you guys – work well on the court, but from what I saw, whenever it's down a little bit, you you start to freak out. And maybe it was just that one point that we played against you guys and Colin single-handedly beat our entire team. With, with my roommate, Matt Jones, it was a, it was a two-fold effort. Yeah. Um, it, was a really, it was really interesting because the sideline was completely nervous, but yet you on the court knew exactly what you were doing. So I think as long as you can stay in and lead your team and provide that level of comfort, I think you guys will do very well. That being said, if you get out, <laughs> like, the, I'd say probably five in, and you're buried in the yeah, that's, bench, that's when you struggle. That's when your team is going to start doubting themselves and making mistakes. I think the one benefit, though, is just how Central and Grand Valley just tell their team not to throw at me anymore. So yeah, that, that usually helps me staying in a little bit longer. <laughs> uh, we've been actually working all year on our drill is how to get Colin out. <laughs> um, I'm and, honored. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'm very Please excited. don't inflate his ego, please. He doesn't need it. <laughs> Yeah, it's part of it, though, because now he's going to come in and be like, well, they've been practicing. Let's <laughs> let's see. And put them off guard. Anyways, I'm very excited for Ohio State to play the rest of you, but for this tournament, I think Michigan State is going to take it all. That's my prediction. The one thing I will say is we haven't we won the first one, which I don't even know who, what teams were part of it back then. I know like it was with Delta. It was uh, Delta. Um... <laughs> Uh, Oakland. Right. Oakland, yeah. Yeah. So we won that one and haven't won anything since. But I think kind of touching on Sean's uh, article a bit, uh, I think that's the the perception of State is because all the other three schools have won a championship and won NBCs, and we won the first one and haven't won anything since. I think, that's, I think that's the perception that we're trying to change this year. Do you think that they're, them winning has anything to do with home court advantage, or do you think it's just timing? I think it's timing, honestly. Um, the everybody is so closely matched up in Michigan that I don't I don't know if home court advantage is really going to have that big of a like it's not going to make well, that big of a difference as you've seen in years past. They yeah, haven't won. I think even then, 2005. I think even then, like we're all going to bring like if not our top twenty, our top. 18 or 19, so I don't think it's really going to be like, you know, oh, we're at home, so we're in a full roster. Like, you have a shitty home court advantage anyway, so it doesn't matter. I, I'm not discounting that. We have no fans. <laughs> <laughs> I think just honestly, like, this is Michigan State's year. Um, 
They they're better. This is a better team from Michigan State than I've seen in the eight years I've been in this league. This is the best Michigan State team, and so I think it's just timing, honestly. Right. Fair enough. Uh, okay, well, we haven't talked about sagging on it. Colin, you want to start it? Yeah, uh, I think their top six is is right in line with any of the other three schools. Um, I think they've really gotten a lot of growth out of some of these players. I know the lefty that you mentioned in your article, Kevin, I Nick. his name. Nick. Yeah. Um, back when we first played him at the start of the year, he got me out once because I was completely taken off guard by his throw because I didn't really recognize him. I thought, all right, he's probably probably throws mid, and he, he <laughs> caught me with an eater that was I was completely un, unexpected for. So he's really impressed me. Um, I think David Cook has gone from a good catcher to a great catcher. I think he's constantly making big big catches for them. So I think they're top six, and then you know along with Joe and Cody. And the like, I think their top six is just in line with everyone else. I think it's their depth, though, that's more the issue now. Yeah, I agree 100%. Uh, and, yeah, we they just took us in overtime uh, last weekend. And, like, most of their, like, production was just from those top guys. So I think at MDC when we got three tough games in a row, basically, uh, it'll be interesting to see how their depth really does because that's going to like determine whether they win games or they end up losing games. They can't really rely on like their top five or six guys for all for each of their uh, three games. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. I'm actually I've had some pretty uh, positive discussions with Cody Putnam, which would never have happened a year ago. <laughs> and, um, we uh, we both used to hate each other. Now we've had some civil conversations and. Yeah, he's just said that, and you'd be shocked to hear this from him, they've tried to tone down their shit-talking. They've tried to tone down their hot-headedness. And you can tell. You can notice, you can notice the difference. I mean, they still have a, a few guys here and there that will try to get a rise out of you, but that's, that's just the sport. So I've been really impressed with their team chemistry and also them talking. I just feel really bad for uh, – they've had a lot of injuries. They're kind of like the, kind of like the Patriots. They've had so many injuries on their team to good players. There's only so much you can do after yeah. that. Yeah, I'll say Foster was there this past weekend. Yeah, that was a huge help for them, huge help. Oh, yeah, that's like, changes, like, their uh, dynamic well, a lot. He's, he's like. smart. They listen to him. Definitely, and just a yeah. good catcher, too, which helps a lot. He is. He's a smart player. Yeah. He reminds me of Valley in the sense that he makes you wary of throwing to an area because both of them aren't afraid to dive in front of it and catch it, you know? So oh, yeah, like, just like you think about crossing and you just notice that they're there, so you kind of hold back because you don't know. If they if they see you coming, they're going to make a dive and probably catch it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I've ever seen I, – I rarely see him get uh, hit. Like, he, it's usually if he gets out, it's because he makes, like, a, like a, a, a good throw, but someone catches it. So my yeah. big thing is for them at MDC, if Andy Miller can come back, he's been uh, battling some uh, – personal things with his, I think, his back or something. If he can make it back, that'll be huge for them. Huge. Oh, yeah. Huge. But I agree. All right. I don't know anything about Saginaw's team this year. I haven't seen anything. The only thing I've seen are the numbers, and they've lost to each of you guys three times, each team, Michigan State, Central Michigan, and Grand Valley. Those are the only teams they've lost to, but they've lost each three times. And um, in those, I think... Three or four of them, looking right now, uh, three of them have been overtime points. Ours have so, all been blowouts. Ours have all been blowouts, of them, except for one. But the yeah, first two, one. The yeah. first one at Grand Valley, I think, was close, right? Yeah, that one was uh, weird winning, and then they came back, but yeah. Two of them against Grand Valley were overtime. But maybe one against... One, one against, against MSU, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they're not... I think they're the definitely the, the lowest skilled team in the Michigan state, I guess, or Michigan region. But at the same time, that's not saying anything because you guys are top one, two, and three. So to be number six is nothing to, to bat an eye at. Yeah. Yeah. They can definitely 
surprise you guys, I'm sure. I mean, look at them at look at them at nationals last year. Everyone was saying they're going to lose in the first round, and they made it all the way to the semifinals. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah, Saginaw is always a team that it seems like they improve way more from the start of the year to the end of the year than most teams do. Uh, and I think that'll be the same this year. So I know that like people that don't play against Michigan region teams might see their record and think they have no chance, but it'll be pretty close, I think, at MDC. All right, they went one and two at MDC, and then they go on and they make the final four, and they would have beat us if, like, we had a freshman that just saved us right at the end of the half, or else they would have pro- they would have gone up like one zero on us and probably beat us. Isn't it like the Saginaw curse that they never bring a good team to the MDC or something like that? <laughs> um, they won, I know, in 2012 before they won nationals. They won, won in 2014 as well. Oh, did they? Okay. They did. They beat Grand Valley. Yeah, I've never, I've never heard of a curse before. I've never heard of that. That might have been a Spencer Jardine thing that he was complaining about on Facebook or something. <laughs> Who's Spencer that Jardine? I've never heard of him. Yeah. Never heard of him. Uh, Colin. Yeah. I think your team's cursed. If anyone's cursed, it's State. Not this year. Not this year. We, we've rid ourselves of the baggage. First game, uh, first game of the year, we got, the, we got it off our back. We'll see. Exactly, Kevin. We'll see. <laughs> I think Kevin and I both want to see you lose. <laughs> both of us badly. I want to see all of you lose. I'm not going to lie. Well, obviously, Kevin. <laughs> come on now. Uh, all right. Well, I guess we touched on each team, so let's go to the predictions, which we were kind of just saying right there. Uh, I mean, I I guarantee all of us think we'll, we'll win. Each of us is going to pick our own team to get first, yeah. except for Felix. Sorry, Felix. That's okay. Uh, so who who would you guys pick as the second place team then, if you, assuming that you're picking your own team to be uh, first place? I'll, I'll go. First. I'll go. Um, I have I have Michigan State. All right. Cool. Uh, I'm picking Grand Valley to win, and then I'm going to say Central gets second place. But I think that if there's ever a year that a team doesn't go undefeated and still wins MDC, it's this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I, I told – go for game. it. I really do. <laughs> right, I was saying, I told Lesky this, um, and tell me what you think. So, right – Right now, I would I have the tiebreaker system. So say we like us three teams go two and one, right? So we're we're one and one against each other. I don't want the tiebreaker to be well who you know put up more points in the game in the third in the other game, right? So I'm like the initial tiebreaker if there's if there's three two and one teams and one zero oh and three team is point differential among the the three in the in the triangle, you know, of like. Grand Valley beat yeah. us, we beat Central, Central beat Grand Valley. So, like, it's point differential there, and then it would be... Points uh, given up, maybe? Huh? Points given up. Yeah, no, yeah I think it was, I think I have it right now. It's like point differential, points scored, and then... Best uh, team. I think it should be best looking team. Best looking, <laughs> well, we it's win. Like, it's point differential, points scored in regulation, and then okay. points scored oh. if, if in overtime as well. Colin, can we do rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> yeah, I have it written up, and I'll, and I'll post it, but I think that's the fairest way. That way, you know, say you're, you're not, you know, you play the, the team that went 0-3 last, you just try to pile up five points and win. I think that would be a climactic yeah, yeah. way to, to get the cup. Definitely. Points four is like, it's a not really a fair way to do it because then it just, Depends who plays that team when they know it's going to be a tiebreaker situation. Yeah, yeah. Well, when, I'm pretty sure wasn't it the year that uh, I think it was my first year, Colin, our first year, 2012. Yeah, um, I was, mine was 13. It was points. It was points scored, and everybody wanted, it, so they just destroyed us, Central. They just yeah, really they did that, annihilate us. And, it and was, was Sienna there too? No, that was the next year. Okay, but yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, that first year everyone just went went crazy on Central because it's like, well, this could matter, and it's like, well, it's six zero with. Ten minutes left. Like, why are you doing this? And they're still going as hard as they can. Yeah. You're like, God, these guys suck. <laughs> I hate playing right now. Like, I'll never forget the 2013. 
we get put up in that small little gym against Grand Valley, and uh, it was like a firing squad. It was a nightmare. Central, we still talk about it. How it was the worst experience of our lives. I enjoyed it. It was awful. <laughs> it was. We lost eight to zero. It was a nightmare. Yeah. So the walls, because the balls bounce back. There's like nowhere to move. It sucks. Walls crumbling. Yeah, the walls. The walls fall apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's what I want to avoid. Luckily, that won't be happening uh, this year. Yeah. The, the wall's crumbling, not the 8-0 win by Grand Valley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, Con- I, uh, I think I, th- okay, I expect each team to lose once. I do. I think Cent- I think we'll be the ones to, to have the upper advantage. Us or I think it'll be a lot of luck, but I think Saginaw is going to take one or two wins. I really do. I, I think it all depends on who they bring, but I really think they're going to – Shock one of us. I agree, I man. I don't think it'll be Central because they haven't had a close game with us in a long time, and the two games we played against them have been just a blowout, absolute annihilation. So I think – I do think that they could shock one of the two other teams, <laughs> which I don't think is unfair. Yeah. Colin, who would you have as your second place? Uh, I'm going to say at this point – I'm going to give the slight edge uh, to Central just because I think at this point not having Terenzi is a uh, is just enough to uh, sl- swing the pendulum in CMU's favor. Fair enough. Yep, yeah, fair enough. Uh, I would be surprised if it goes to overtime again because that seems like to be all you guys do anymore. As always. <laughs> as always. Very annoying. <laughs> uh, my next question: How many uh, overtime games you predict are going to happen? Let's see. I'm guessing that Michigan State and Saginaw will go to overtime, um, and Central and Michigan State two. All right. Dang. I haven't, I haven't really thought about it, uh, but I think that at least three go to overtime. Three, wow. That's half the games, by the way. That's insane. No, I mean, that's not, it's not uncalled. It's, like it's not unheard of. I mean, in terms of, like, it's not outrageous to say because there's been no, yeah, I, I agree. I think anywhere from one to three, I wouldn't be surprised. I would The, the two numbers I'd be surprised of would be zero or four. Enough. I expect two. I expect at least two. Yeah, I, I, I would, would, if someone told me zero or four, five, or six, I would think that's ridiculous. But one, two, or Six. three, I think, I think that's perfectly Six. normal. Six would be outrageous. <laughs> that would be, that'd be the craziest tournament we'd, of all. We'd be time. there till like eight o'clock. We'd be there until eight. Oh, oh it depends if all they all, if they all last yeah. as long as Central Michigan Grand Valley overtimes or it's just oh another God. game, another <laughs> half hour. It's just it's just literally by the time it's done, you're like, all right, I'm ready to go home. Like, <laughs> I've been sitting here 20 minutes. Especially if you get out too. Like you're supposed to go back in, but you're cold by the time you go back in. Yeah. But, uh, Central, I, I, I don't know if Central or Grand Valley will go into OT because all three of our games have gone into OT. So I don't know. I do not know. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, I forget what my next question was. Shoot. Did any games go into overtime last year? Because I think everyone was predicting like the same thing, a bunch of overtime games, and then I don't even no, know if a single one did. There's none. Yeah. So that that was kind of a shock, I remember, last year, because we all were expecting expecting it to be uh, the closest MDC ever, and it ended up not being. Yeah, uh, really I think this one might actually live up to the expectations and be very, very tight, down to the wire. I would agree. Last year, every game was won by at least two points, except for Central over Michigan State. Central beat Michigan State 2-1. to one. Everything else was two or three point differential. Jeez. Yeah, yeah we got annihilated last year against you guys. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't as many close games there. Yeah, does anyone else have anything on MDC before we, we can go and talk about the current standings in the NCDA, not just talk about Michigan region teams yeah, for a little bit? I just real quick, I think I really do think that it's just gonna all come down to who shows up, who's hot and who's not. I really do. Yep. 
And it's all I think it's good because it's the competition is so close. I really think it's going to be about who's hot that day and who's not. Oh. And we've all seen, you know, individual people on each team just win a game this year yep. for yep. all three of us. And yep. all right, let's uh, move on. It'll be interesting. Colin, last question: Do your white jerseys have numbers on the front? Yeah, uh, uh, I was going to say I'll show it, but since my video doesn't work, I can't show it. They do. Don't worry, I made sure of it. Good man. We won't have to kick you out of your own tournament. <laughs> Boy, would I like to do that. Sir, <laughs> you need to leave. Hey, you when you leave the premises. <laughs> ref, ref his game. Give him a yellow or a red card if you. Oh, if you dude, you have no idea the joy that would bring me. <laughs> Kevin, what were you saying about the number one through seven? You said it's exactly what you expected, correct? I agree. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, so the, I'll just list them off right now for anyone that doesn't know. Uh, number one is Central Michigan. Number two is Grand Valley. Number three is Michigan State. Uh, number four is Ohio State. Which is deserved. Yeah, they're 13-1 and one right now, which is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, good number for them. five is James Madison. They're 6-0 and oh right now, I think. Uh, they haven't gotten to play as many games, but they are undefeated. Number six is Saginaw Valley. Uh, and I think their only losses are to Michigan teams, right? Yep. I mean, if you look at that top six, across the board, the only losses are to Michigan teams. Yep. Very true. It's a good point. Uh, and then rounding out the top ten, number seven is Kent State. Number eight is Penn State. Number nine is Kentucky. And number ten is Maryland. And, I'm really uh, disappointed with uh, Penn State this year. I really expected them to travel more, compete more. Yeah, well, I think it's a, the whole East Coast basically just has had limited opportunity to play games, and they haven't really traveled out. I think Towson not getting their tournament hurt. And... Well, Towson's the one that tried to pro that that promotes all that stuff, and yeah. what happened with them was very unfortunate. And I think I was hoping that someone else would rise to the occasion to uh, take their role, but no one did. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the East Coast as a whole is just like a question mark for me right now. Because there's so many teams, but like they haven't played much at all. So I have no doubt. I have no doubt GMU will be good again. I have no doubt about that. But to the point where they were last year, I mean, when you can when you lose 12 seniors, you can only be so good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. So they have uh, an undefeated record still, and then like Towson and Maryland have had barely any games, and those are like two of the teams that are always like in the middle of the pack at nationals. Uh, so I don't know where they'll be where they're gonna end up really, but I still think that the top seven is exactly what the current standings have it at. I would I would dispute Kent State. Kent State. That's the only why is that? Every time I've seen them since the beginning of the season, it just seems like they get less and less cohesive as a team. Uh, there's a lot of arguing on the sidelines, which I hate to see. Yes, you're, Felix, 100%. I was talking to some of the leaders on their team, and they said it's a very uh, big issue right now, something, yeah. they're not, something they're not used to. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. No, 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 it's okay. It's from the Kent State team that, that I used to play against, they were all – they were a family, and that's like – that's the best way to describe that team. When you had Dan Shackelford, Cam uh, Fulmer, Ryan Hinman, Billy Cameron, all those guys – Josh Sayer, all those guys out there, it was a it was a family. There was no arguing on the sidelines. Everyone was very happy to be there and play with each other. I just feel like right now it's a chore to play with each other. That's what it seems like to me. And I think they're still getting used to not being great. That's the thing. And then and then they had a great except for the first round, they had a great um, they had a great dip for day one. Of nationals, they, I mean, they took. They, we only beat them 2-0. They took state to overtime, and they dismantled Maryland. Mm -hmm. So it's still, it's still taking a while to get used to. Yeah. One thing I would love, to, I would love to see that team become more cohesive, though, because they do have some, some really great talent on that team. Logan Baird, I still think, is like one of the best athletes in the league. Just the way he has control over his entire body, he he. Is very difficult to get out. What and, number is he? Uh, I don't even know. 
honestly. Um, but single digits. But he he is, he's also a great guy. Yeah, super nice, very very helpful with the team. He I don't think he's a captain. If he is, he's a alternate captain. Um, number fifteen, it looks like, on his Facebook. But they have so much talent on that team. They just don't click well as a team, and I just think it's going to take them another year to honestly click with each other and for everyone to know their role and to trust each other on the courts because it wasn't like it was years ago where it seemed like everyone on the team trusted each other. So I'm for excited sure. for next year for them. I'm hoping that they'll That's be able what to happened play. to CMU, man. That's what happened yep. with my second year. I mean, we had all these new guys. No one trusted each other. No one knew their role. It was yep. tough. Yeah, Kent State, I think their top, like, six guys are just as good as, like, any any team in the league. Absolutely. So if they can get to overtime against anyone, they have a chance to beat anyone. But, yeah, it's the bottom half of their roster kind of struggling. And I noticed that at the last tournament at, at Central Michigan. That was their main issue. But the good thing is they're traveling a lot and they are playing a lot. So that they are trying to work well as a team. They're not, like, showing up to one tournament a month. They're playing – Several games. They played 20, 29, I think. Yep. The most in the NCDA. Yeah, and I mean, we're second at 20, and they're at 29, so. I mean, it's 16 and 13. That's not a bad record at all. It really isn't. That's what they have right now, but I just I want to see them back where they were a couple years ago because they are. They do have a bunch of great guys. They just need to play together. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, I still like. I think they'll be good by nationals to where they are, maybe like seventh. Uh, okay. But anyone else have any comments on the on the standings then? Uh, are we gonna talk about nationals soon? Yeah, we can if you want. We can make some predictions. Well, I have my post recently about updates. I think. Um, I think it's going to be the largest Nationals we've ever had. I think it's, I'm hoping for 18. Yeah, I think there will be more than 16 teams for sure, especially when you think about how many of those new Ohio teams are like actually traveling a lot. Like Ohio, Akron, they'll both be there. Yeah, uh, and uh, think about Baldwin it. Wallace. Think about Baldwin Wallace doesn't really have a good excuse not to go. It's in their own ter- area. Yep. But, uh, what I'm wondering is uh, Virginia and Virginia Tech are starting up new teams. I'm wondering if they'll be able to uh, – Get up interest to go. Yeah, that'd be awesome if they did. Well, I think the last I heard, I was talking to Virginia's captain, Marty Comp, I think is his name. Um, he's saying that they think they will be able to come to nationals. They're just trying to scrape together the money right now because as a first-year club, they obviously don't get as much funding. Oh, it's tough. I mean, it's yeah, obviously, as they shouldn't. Yeah. And you said that, that that's Virginia, right? They have yeah. like 60 people in their club or something? No 40, way. 40 or something, yeah. Oh, 40? And they're all like underclassmen too? Yeah, Virginia they, Tech, they have, they have anywhere between 40 and 50 people as well. Someone taught them how to like grip. Um, grip and, you know. And... So Virginia has someone who has been teaching them. Um, Virginia Tech, they started their team because – the captain's girlfriend goes to JMU and watches their dodgeball team and told her boyfriend that she thinks it would be nice if he were to start a team. So I think he's seen a couple matches as well. So hopefully. Yeah. I think that was like, I remember when Penn State came in, it was my freshman year, and Sam Hill and Mike Van Erman were refing their game. And then, like, I think it was versus, like, Kentucky or someone. And, you know, at halftime, they just go over and help show all the, like, strategies and grip throw and everything. And yeah. from that game where they lost, like, 11 nothing to when they beat, played us, I think the score was still, like, 7 or 8, but they were they were regularly, like, knocking a bunch of us off. You know, it was just we had a little more experience and talent at that point, but they were just in two days of, of learning. They, they had a lot. Definitely. Um, so you guys were talking about BGSU – hopefully hosting the largest nationals. If there is a year to do it, it would be this year. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, but I, I created a, a formula that basically creates distances between each of the schools. I just 
I was just playing around with it right now. I just did an averages, and Bowling Green State has the lowest average distance between every other team. Oh wow! Wait, who does? Bowling Green State. No way! There, see that? That that's great. They are more centrally located than anybody else. Uh, it looks like the next lowest is um, Baltimore. So wow. this would be a great year just because there is that distance, the low distance average. So cool. That is good. I mean, the East Coast teams, I guess, can complain about it still because they always got to travel far. But add a couple more teams and maybe you'll get enough votes. And or uh, how Coast about you get eventually. up? Pol- or they can get political and try to bribe us or convince us to do something. <laughs> I, mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> Uh, All right, what do we got next, Kevin? Um, I can go. I can do my all-star game idea. See if you guys like it. Yeah, that's a good idea. All right. So, from watching the NHL and how they split it into four teams, I think one of my biggest complaints about the all-star game is how there's too many people and it just it turns into like nothing. You know, it's just people throwing randomly and you know someone will dodge and then it'll hit someone behind them and it. Something <laughs> is it fun still, but I think it could be a be- there could be better ways to make it more fun. And I think if we were to kind of adopt like the four the four team format, and we could even do it, you know, based on on the regions a little bit. And I, I was looking at it thinking, you know, Michigan, Ohio, East Coast, and then like the hybrid like Illinois, Kentucky. Um, and we could do maybe even a slightly smaller set. We could do, you know, 10 on 10, 12 on 12, or 15 on 15, depending on what, you know, what the people want. But maybe a game to one or a game to two, quick points. Uh, I think that would be a little more fun and it would be, you know, a better a better testament of, of, of the all-stars on the court. Uh, so that's my pitch. So how many, how many players would each team get? I think you know you could you could talk about it by region, right? So for instance, with 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 Michigan, right? If we did if it was a twelve on twelve game, we could just each do three, you know. Uh, and then I think the East Coast might have six people, so they each get two or whatever. Uh, but just kind of limiting the size of the games where it's not thirty on thirty or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. um, and then you know, quick games like maybe a game to one, or if if there's like. You know, you could say, like, game to one, or if there's still time after 15 minutes, you know, like, up till 15 minutes or whatever. Uh, but there'd be, like, three games total, you know, two semifinals and then a final. Yeah, it is. It's really – it's kind of like, like you said, most all-star games. It's not very fun to watch. Yeah. yeah. Or participate in. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I remember – and, like, when there's so many people, too, you know, if you get out, you could be 10 deep and you're not getting back in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's true. I think this would be a, a you know a little more fun way. That's a good idea, yeah. I'm not opposed to that. Talk to, talk to Tyrell about it because according yeah. to the Constitution, the All-Star Game format is chosen by the host team. Um, that being said, he doesn't really have an idea as to what he wants to do. I think he wants to do a draft. Again. Yeah, I remember him mentioning he liked the draft that Kentucky had the best. And even then, we so I mean, like you know, I just said, regions could be an idea, but we could at the four, same time draft. Um, so say how many people? Say we have what? Twenty. We have one eighteen. Eighteen teams is probably realistic. Eighteen. Okay. So each school gets what three people say, and then you could draft from there and make roughly equal teams, right? That would be that would be cool. I kind of like that idea a lot, actually. Yeah. Uh, one idea that I kind of had uh, is just with, like, the distribution of how many people each team gets. Uh, and I think that it should be based off the actual standings, now that we have standings. Um, so, like, the top teams can get, like, five players maybe, but then, like, the lower teams get only, like, two maybe. Uh, instead of, like, la- last year it was every Michigan team gets, what, like, seven people? So lot. <laughs> and then, like, every team other than, like, JMU got, like, one from the non-Michigan schools. So that wasn't, like, super fair. But if, if it was, like, based off the standings, like, where you are in the standings going into nationals, 
you get e either like five or down to like three or two. I think that'd be the best way to do it. And then from there, you can have a draft. You can do whatever you want with it. Yeah. But I think that'd be the most fair way to do it. I would agree. So is that it on the All-Star game then? Yep, that was my idea. I'm glad it is seemingly well-received, at least among us four. Yeah, it sounds like more exciting to watch because I know like that's when everyone in the entire building is there watching one game. That's like yeah. the only time it happens really is that and then like the ladies' match as well. Uh, so making it more exciting would only help. I think that would be cool if, if there were like four teams and like a captain's chosen for each team yeah. to draft it. And I think, uh, and we do like I forgot to say too. Draft. I forgot to say like you can even make it a ten second clock the whole time just to speed it up. Oh, for sure. So you're not you know doing like us Michigan schools do sometimes where it's like oh it's there throw away, you know when it's ten seconds for, especially for an all star game less strategy more just talent will take over. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Uh. All right, so that's the uh, All-Star game. Last thing we can go into talking about Nationals, like predicting maybe what you guys think the seedings will be heading into Nationals, or just if you have any like predictions for like the final four teams, team to watch maybe, anything like that. So Let's just stick with final four. Final four? Fair enough. All right, you go ahead, Felix. All right, my top four I think will be the top four that are – in the current standings. So I think it'll be Michigan State, Grand Valley, Ohio State, and Central. I think I agree with that. I think the, the interesting thing about this this uh, group right now is I think the number one seed has a big advantage because I think the top five, I would say, is probably the most tightly grouped. And so I think the four or five having to go against each other in the Elite Eight Hmm. And playing the number one, that that puts a stress on it. And then similarly, the two, three go against each other in the semifinals, and then going against it. I think one, like this one seed might this year have like the biggest advantage out of any previous nationals, uh, just based on the competitiveness of the top. It's true. And I think the MDC is going to go a long way in determining who the top, what the order of the top three is. I think whoever, if any team can go three and on the MDC, that's it's going to be hard for the other two teams to catch up and, and make up ground to surpass them. Yeah. Yeah, well said. Yeah, I think I think MDC will be the determiner of the number one seed. Felix, are, you, are we not doing uh, finals and champion either? Oh, I was just starting at final four. If you want me to call <laughs> I can do that too. I think it'll end up being Central versus uh, Ohio State in the finals. And then and Ohio State winning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think I think we'll all be picking ourselves here, so I don't think it's gonna be <laughs> any any of a shock. I've got VCU winning it all. <laughs> That's fine. All right, shocker then. What's a shocker? What's what's your final four, and then what's something that you don't think will think will you think will happen that most people aren't expecting? I think WKU will make it to the uh, the Elite Eight. Okay. This year, I feel I've I've been so limited in who I've seen. I've I mean, I've only ever I've only played against the three Michigan schools and Ohio schools. I think, yeah. So. Yeah, you've seen Ohio State at least. I haven't. Yeah. So. I. The Ohio, I mean, Ohio State is the was the most impressive team I've seen. I think outside of maybe the the JMU team last year, it's the most competitive out outside of Michigan team I've ever seen in my four years. Uh. I think Josh and 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 Star and they, and all of them really have a have a tight ship now. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you, Felix, and 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 your group. Yeah, thank you. So what's your final four, asshole? What do you got? Uh, same, the same as Felix's. Uh, I think. Oh man, that's what four, I, I think. That will be that, and I think it'll be. Uh, MSU on top, and hopefully we'll be in the one seed, and so Grand Valley and Central Michigan will tie each other out in the semifinals, and we'll win. Right. 
takes. All right, I'll go. Um, I have the same, except unfortunately, Felix, I think JMU will beat Ohio State. I think Ohio State's the better team. However, after Ohio State, everyone said they were going to go really far. Lost to Towson in the first round. Yep. So I have to go off what I saw last year. Absolutely. And um, I expect Ohio State to be angry and hungry, which I think makes a huge difference, like what we were last year. But um, I think JMU will be the same way. I think they'll come out with a chip on their shoulder and that they have to prove themselves from last year. And uh, I think JMU will make it back. That's fair. Yeah, I think, yep. And I think it'll be two Michigan schools again. Of the three, I don't know. But I think Saginaw – I think Saginaw is going to – could make it to the semifinals upset somebody. I really do. They did last year. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, this is really hard. I, I'll just go with the same four as Felix said as well. Grand Valley Central, Michigan State, Ohio State. My only concern with JMU is that they haven't really played – as many tough games, uh, so they aren't really as battle-tested. And I think that that was their issue last year was just, like, they had the same amount of talent as, like, Grand Valley or Central Michigan, but Central had played in so many tough games that they had the slight edge on them, so they took them in the Final Four. I think that's the reason why they might not make it. But uh, we're hopefully heading out there on March 26th for a Towson's tournament, so we'll get to see those East Coast teams, and maybe that will change my mind. But I just know they lost so many guys that I don't think that they'll have the experience this year. Yeah, we, we've talked about we're, – we're, we're in the process of talking about that 26th tournament as well. So I was told that, yeah. Hopefully you guys can come too. That would be good. Yeah, I have, no, I have no idea what we're doing. <laughs> no idea. Hey, you didn't even know there was no practice the other day. Yeah, right? apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just doing me. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> uh, but yeah for my final two I'll go with Central against Grand Valley once again alright OT no overtime this time it'll be a blowout <laughs> blowout win last year last year I predicted 4-0 win you guys laughed at me and we won 3-0 hopefully no you predicted 3-0 and you won 2-0 no we won 3-0 no you did not it was All right. Felix are you talking about at Nationals? Yes. I feel like it was 3-0 now. I'm looking it up right now. It was 2-0 according to the official records. Felix, were you the ref? I was the ref. There you go. Yeah, I remember actually because uh, West No, Peter, you're right. You're right. It was 2-0. West Peters was cussing me out with like a minute and a half left because I made a call that he didn't like. And I said, no, that doesn't, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> the dude, it's 2-0. And then he went, Oh <laughs> no, no, that that doesn't sound like was. I think you you probably think of someone else. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, five zero this time. Jesus. <laughs> no. Okay. Right. No, I think it'll be Central Grand Valley again. We'll see if it goes to overtime. There's never been an overtime in the final game, so that'd be exciting if that happened. No matter which teams it is. Yeah, Felix, be... this is this is reaching deep. But last right. year's semifinals between Central and JMU was that the first OT in semifinals? I'm no, right now actually. No, nope. Grand said- Valley lost to Saginaw when it was the old overtime rules in 2012. What uh, were the, the old ones? In the final four, it was one 10-minute match. Uh, yeah. The team that has either wins a point or has the most people left after 10 minutes wins. Yep. So they got a couple guys out and then slowed it down a little bit, uh, and they ended up winning by like one guy. I think they had one guy more on the court than we did. That was my freshman year. And then they beat Kentucky. Kentucky like forfeited at halftime in the finals. Four zero at half. That's insane. <laughs> it was bad. If it, if it would have been six on six, uh, we might be on a four season winning streak instead of three. But that's Glad why they changed the rule. Dude, and now overtime is way more exciting. You beat GMU five zero my sophomore year in the semifinals. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Jesus. So the first the first national tournament was against it was Ohio State versus Kent, and that was four to two. That's but it. Other, That's all there was. Do I? <laughs> no, there's more teams. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the finals. It was four to two. Uh, Ohio State over Kent State, and ever since then, 
Let's see. The, the deciding match has been at least... Okay, never mind. Never mind. I was going to say it's been uh, a close game ever since, but I just looked at that. Grand Valley beat Ohio State 9-1 to in 2008. Yeah. I forgot about that. 9-1 nice. in 2008? Holy Lord. I looked at I looked at our uh, my freshman we lost in the championship to GVSC the other day and I com- I thought we just got blown out but I completely forgot we it was only Trapetti was left in the first half and we couldn't get him out and it would have been one one so I was like oh that makes me feel a little bit better <laughs> yeah that was a good game yeah that was a good tournament yeah a lot of close games. Uh, all right, well, any final thoughts on maybe Nationals predictions? I think uh, either Towson or Mar- Maryland will end up making the final eight at least. Uh, I, think I don't know Maryland how bold will, of a prediction that is. I, I think, think Maryland will, will go 0-4 again. I think Maryland will go 0-4 once again, two seasons in a row. Oh, man. Yep, I really do. I think they're right. super overrated. Jeez. <laughs> Taking shots. Any other shots that anyone wants to take right now? Uh, I I think uh, I think uh, I'm trying to think of something to piss someone off. Direct uh, one at me, please. I think Kevin Grand Bailey. Will, I think Kevin Bailey will take multiple face shot, shots to the face at uh, NBC and get a bloody nose and walk off the court. <laughs> Try to play Cry. through it and then ask to leave. <laughs> I hope not. I hope so. I, I predict I'll have to yell at either Zajac or Wes or both to shut up at one point. Uh, my guess is at NBC there will be three yellow cards. Three yellow cards. <laughs> That's my guess. Three yellow it all cards. depends on the, who's refing and all that, I guess. So. Yes, it does. When, Colin, when did you say the schedule is going to be out? Uh, you guys, hey, what yeah. is your favorite order to play the most competitive game during a t- tournament? Would you want to play it first, second, th- or third? You know, I don't want to say it now because Colin's got our schedule in his hands right now. <laughs> I, would, I think it's good to play first. I, think it's good to play. I just don't like it. I, I like playing first. The only problem is Michigan State historically sucks our first point. We historically suck in general, so that makes sense. <laughs> so, has there been a tournament this year where all four Michigan teams have been in attendance? Uh, the Grand Valley Gauntlet, one or two or three, and one of them. Yeah, but we didn't all get to play. Yeah, we didn't all play each other, but we were all there. Okay. I believe. Never mind then. (laughs) Why, what were you going to say about that? I was just going to ask you how that all went for you guys and if you enjoyed your experience. (laughs) You said the last game's at like 5.45 probably? I mean, you know, this this is buffering. It's the schedule that Felix said, you know, how you should schedule, right? So... Yeah, and I have hour fifteen, then uh, hour forty five, then hour fifteen, and hour forty five. So I just think it's really important, especially for this tournament, because so many yeah. games have the potential to go to overtime. Yeah, so realistic expectation of when their games start. Yeah, so you know, if we if obviously we're gonna try to go as fast as possible, but um, you know, this is we know at this point, you know, barring an, an extremely long overtime, we'll be fine in terms of time. So. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I want to say is that we plan on having each game live streamed. Uh, we can have Dylan bring his stuff for that, uh, and we'll have it live streamed through the NCDA's account. Uh, we're just going to have to like make sure that uh, the team that's refing also has someone up there to uh, have like the camera going back and forth. Yeah, we'll do a... Uh, I'll make it so the... One ref, like one team supplies like you know to you know the head ref and assistant ref. This other team supplies shot clocks and like and you know one team's also designated for camera crew. Okay. Cool. Um, I like that. Yeah, as long as we have it determined and someone actually is up there, like yep. moving the camera back and forth, uh, we'll be able to have every game live stream because I'm sure that other teams are gonna want to watch it. I know. Shaw from a uh, thousand watches like as much as he can, because uh, they don't they don't get to see the Michigan team. So especially this tournament, I feel like people end up watching those games. Yeah. Uh, uh, I have a question for you, uh, Felix. Yep. 
is uh, are you, is was Jonathan Milliman, who was the coach last year, was he the first official coach ever for a team or no? I'm trying to think. Officially, no. Um, I know Joe Spacuza has been a, a coach for Ohio State for several years, um, but I, he doesn't, like, go to tournaments. He's more of, like, at practice kind of coach. Um, as far as on-the-court coaches, he might be the first one that I can think of. Well, he's not with us anymore. I was just curious because of last year. Yeah, no, he might be, like, the first one that's actually traveled with the team. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Uh, Moody Bible Institute in 2011, they had uh, – his name was Corey Cooper, and he was he was a, a janitor at Moody no Bible. No way. And he traveled with them and was their coach. And he ended no up – No way. Yeah, he ended up moving to um, – like the Ukraine or Russia or somewhere over in Eastern Europe to coach some dodgeball team out there. And that's what he does with his life. (laughs) Tell me you're kidding. No, I wish I was, but (laughs) that's awesome. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Damn. Well, all right then. Yeah. He's the first one to show up in a suit. I'll say that. (laughs) Got it. That's funny. Whatever happened to Movie Bible? Uh, they just didn't have a good transition from leadership to leadership whenever Chad graduated, and they just couldn't keep the team going. Plus, they had all these stipulations since they were a Bible Institute. Um, every they had to put forward like so much community service at each event they went to. They had to like spread the word of God at each event for like a certain amount of time. It, their their constitution was really strange. That's tough. Yeah. Any last thoughts before the MDC? I'll show you guys if you look at my camera. Here's the info sheet that I give to all my team. That's <laughs> no six way. pages. That's six pages of information out preparing you guys. Just no, you do you really give that to them? That's why we're champions over here. <laughs> no, yeah, well, we uh we got like one of our practices is canceled. Uh, like they have like the volleyball teams in there or something. So. We just get a like a classroom and we just go over stuff for a little bit. So all those new guys figure out what dodgeball is because they're all dumb still. Yeah. I'm right. assuming so, tell them about certain players, right? I mean, you, your name doesn't make the list. I only talk about the good players <laughs> for the most part. That's what he says on every one of his lists. Throw at their chest. That's that's fine. I wish. wish they don't listen to me, so maybe I should say that. <laughs> <laughs> Any last thoughts, though? Yeah, what are you going to do when Dylan tells you to do something and you disagree? <laughs> uh, that's a great question, actually. We still haven't determined exactly what his role is, so uh, until then, I still I still get the last word. <laughs> we'll see what happens, though. Right. He, he seems to have smart ideas, though, I, so I should probably listen to him, whatever he says. <laughs> He's wise, you know. He's he's married. He's he's old. He wrote the rule book. He's a, I think it'll help us out. We'll see though. We'll see if he's good luck at NBC. Anyway. All right. Uh, Jake, you got anything to say? Uh, no, I just think if, if, if you can't make it, if you can't make it to the tournament for MDC, I highly suggest you watch every game, especially if you're from an, uh, a different team from a different area. Uh, sure. It'll be just good for you. It'll be good for your team to watch. And yep. East Coast, Sean Smith's really busy. If you want to start getting your league or area involved, talk to us. We'd be more than happy to have you share articles and write for us. Really, anybody. Definitely. Who wants to get involved? Anyone from Ohio? Uh, anywhere. Anywhere, yeah. So don't complain about it all being about Michigan schools when you guys don't write about yourselves, I guess. Uh, but yeah, definitely watch all those games uh, two weekends from now, I guess. It's going to be one of the best regular season tournaments ever, probably. I know someone else mentioned that already, but I think it will be. 
All right. Good stuff. All right, cool. Uh, well, I'm Kevin Bailey, captain of Grand Valley. Colin O'Brien, MSU. Jacob Lasky, CMU. Felix Peroni, NCDA. And thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to Average Joe's Podcast. Be sure to check out more episodes of Average Joe's on iTunes or our website, ncdadodgeball.com. Until next time, just remember the five D's of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Bye-bye.